This live stream is sponsored by Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. For the best hay all year long, get Larson Farms. From a single bale to a train load, Larson Farms has all the hay you need. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host and horse trainer, Paulette Stout, and joining us now by phone, Churchill Downs all-time leading trainer, Dale Romans. Hi, Dale. It's lovely to have you back with us on the show again. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Uh, certainly is. So we're very excited uh, going into this weekend, of course, uh, a big race, the third leg of the three Triple Crown races. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride so far. It's certainly been interesting from the, the first disqualification for a foul that we've seen and then followed by uh, Bode Express's uh, run all on his own without a jockey and the Preakness and uh, War of Will uh, winning that one. And now we're kind of looking at the Belmonters. Uh, what, what could possibly be ahead of us this weekend? <laughs> hey, it's, been a, it's been a very interesting couple It certainly has a lot of publicity and, uh, and and a lot of people talking, a lot of social media going on, of course. And uh, and this weekend will be exciting with the uh, with the Acorn, the Met Mile, and uh, of course the Belmont Stakes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Everfast. Tell us a little bit um, of background on him. Well, he came to me as a young uh, two-year-old last year, and he's kind of a plain brown rapper. He doesn't do anything to knock you over, but he just keeps on coming and keeps doing it. He never has a bad day. But after the race on Derby Day, even though he finished fifth, I felt like he came out of that race trained a little bit different, a little more arrogant, a little more on the muscle. And that gave me the, the, the thought to, to put him back in the Preakness. And I'm glad I did, and he ran well. And then after the Preakness, he continued to train aggressively and, and act like he's figured the game out a little bit. Yeah, I think that the Kentucky Derby is a sudden grow-up experience for a lot of these uh, three-year-olds. I think they kind of get into that mix and all of a sudden they realize, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, and it, it, it's a bit of a rude awakening sometimes mm -hmm. with another 19 horses in there with them. But I do think that it helps them mature a lot and kind of get an idea of what they're well, they're supposed to be doing but uh, but he's certainly uh, just running in these races is a is a challenge all on its own and uh, so I think I think it's exciting to see uh, see him grow up you know and really start to mature into himself well, I think one of the interesting things about the triple crown I don't know if it's rotting in it or if it's just uh, mother nature but it seems like this time of year is when the three-year-olds really become the men mm. and uh, make that turn Yes. And I think that makes that adds to the interest of the Triple Crown. But that's the one they're really sorting themselves out and see who's going to go on and be the king of the crop. 
Yes, absolutely. I agree. Did you have any idea when you started training him that he might he might get to this classic level and do so well? I thought after he broke his maiden, he could. Like I said before, if he doesn't do anything to Ryan, but uh, after he broke his maiden, I was impressed with him. And, you know, we thought, okay, maybe, well, anytime you have a two year old to make a straight maiden, you start thinking bigger things yeah. and uh, pointing that direction. It's true. It's certainly true. Now, his work, um, uh, his last work was the fastest furlong that he had officially recorded, I believe, dating up to like last summer. Uh, he seems like he's just raring to go. I think so. I think he's starting to figure it out and starting to learn it. You know, the big thing about the Belmont is getting a mile and a half. And nobody knows who will do it. They'll never do it again. They've never done it before. But uh, he acts like the type that can do it. Yeah. Now, in this race, tactical speed can be quite crucial, and uh, that's uh, certainly a strong point for him, right? Well, he can do whatever the job wants him to do. He's, he's been away, he's laid close, he's come from way behind. In the previous, we made a conscious decision to take back and, and make one run. It looked to me like there was going to be a lot of pace up front. There was. Mm -hmm. uh, in this race, I don't think you're going to have the luxury of doing that. So it's going to have to be a little more full to replace it. A lot of people think in racing they see a horse come running, well he goes a little bit further, he's gonna get better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work out that way. A lot of times by the time they get to the middle of the stretch in the mile and a half race, they're all worn out. It's hard for them to pass anybody. Yeah. Mm. This is true. He's been somewhat under the radar, I think, in his career, but he's really, um, I think he's really proved himself among the, you know, the best horses this year, just, uh, you know, being in the running and, and, and showing up very well in a, in a number of races in his career, uh, the Holy Bull and, uh, and some others. You know, I think, he's, uh, I think he's really already sort of proved himself. And I think a lot of these horses at three, suddenly at four, even, you know, I think of horses like Mucho Macho Man, who, you know, ran in all three of the, the Triple Crown races and, and was so young, the youngest uh, one in the bunch that year, and then ended up winning the Classic at, what was he, five or, or mm -hmm. six or something. You know, I think that they're really just coming into their own and uh, watching them now, to me, especially a horse like him doing so well, uh, you know, I, I can only imagine what a year or so from, from now he might be doing, you know? That's true, that's true. There's probably the best is probably still probably still physically a little bit Absolutely. So um so what kind of a horse is he around the barn? Is he kinda easy and mellow or is he uh is he a kind of more like a war of will personality? I, I've heard Mark Cassie say he'll jump all over you if he gets the chance to. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Everfast is just a laid-back horse. He's, he's, like I said, you don't even know he's in the barn. He doesn't cause any problems. And he's always happy and sound. And, uh, he's been easy to be around. That's nice. Any other um, real exciting horses in the barn for you at the moment that you're really uh, kind of looking to see some, some big wins? Well, I'm, I'm hopeful for that Matt Mile. I mean, that's, uh, that's the race for the de decade for Miles, but promises fulfilled through it very well, and I think you'll, I think you'll uh, see a big race out of him Saturday. 
Yeah, that's an exciting race. I was looking at who was in that today. I was, I, I was real excited to see some of them uh, coming back. Frenzy Fire, see Mackenzie run again. Promises Fulfilled, of course, uh, uh, doing very well. Very exciting race. That one, uh, that one might be as exciting as the Belmont, I think, don't you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, they jumped the Belmont. I mean, it's, they're six grade one winners in that race. You don't see that very often. Wow. No, you're I mean, right. If, if they line this, if they started this for the previous couple miles, I think it was a super race. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And this is a very important race for making a stallion. Yes. Oh, you're is. right. Sixth yeah. grade one yes. winners, all uh, yeah. very exciting. Yes. Yeah, yeah extremely. Sure. How about post position uh, for the Belmont? Well, we got a good post too, but in the Belmont form, I had the first quarter to be so slow that I don't think post position is, is that important. It's not like the Kentucky Derby where you don't want to get stuck behind the rail in the one hole. Right. The 10 horse field going a mile and a half, they'll have plenty of time to figure out where they want to be. So can we uh, can we ask you your opinion on the Derby DQ? We've got a, a lot of uh, a variety of uh, opinions on that one. I mean, I think it's pretty cut and dry. The horse uh, <coughs> came out three spots and repeated horses, and in the rules of racing, you have to be disqualified. Yep. I mean, it's a end of story. You hate to see the agony on everybody's yep. face in yeah, and to be yanked away from, but the rules are the rules. Yeah. Yep. Do you think a little more um, transparency and clarity and explanation to the fans might have been um, received a little better, perhaps? I, I feel that the Derby is the one that people attend that don't attend any other races and that may be the one that the most people who aren't horse people attend. And I kind of feel like, you know, there were a lot of them that sort of didn't get it because there wasn't enough, you know, clarity with the inquiry going up immediately and not really a, an explanation until after the fact. I think a lot of the booing that I heard was misunderstanding, you know, not really knowing why. Why? I hate to see something yes. go down like that because you it was know. such a fantastic well, race and that mistake, you know, that he had, whatever caused it doesn't make a difference. He did impede. And you don't want to see those well, kinds of things. Yeah, it's true. Hindsight's 2020, and that stuff's not rehearsed, so no, okay. nobody's yeah. expected it to happen. And uh, there's other things that get involved in that too, like the, the inquiry and objection between the stewards and the jockeys are just the ability for each one of them to decide that the race needs to be reviewed. And once mm -hmm. it's up, there's no reason to put the other one on and pile on. Right. And as far as the explanation goes, it's just, I don't think it's really in the stewards that make the decisions. It's not their spot to make uh, an explanation because there will be an appeal and an appeals process. Mm -hmm. And it's, they, it's hard for the judge to come out and talk about the case until the appeals process is done. Right. There's a little more to the rules and the legal parts of it than people, I think, understand. Yes. So maybe that needs to be explained as much as the incident. Right. But Absolutely. the thing is, there's people out there that want an explanation. Yeah. And that means there's people paying attention to the game. That's true. And we like that. We yes. like we like this. Yes, it's uh, it's, you it's know. not a negative. It's just it's not a negative. It's controversial. It's a little different. Yeah, it gives something, people something to talk about and gives the, the sport some attention. And uh, one of the things that we love to do is go behind the scenes and the barns and the backside and, and visit the horses and the people, you know, and, and show people the other side of it. The, everybody gets to see all the people all dressed up out there near the finish line, but they don't often get to see as much behind the scenes. And that's kind of where we try and take 
um, you know, we were just talking actually earlier on the show that, uh, you know, people who are in this business work really, really hard. There are no Christmas days. There are no, you know, sleep until 10 o'clock or anything. It's work and it's hard work. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that goes into horse racing. And we were just talking about that. Yes. You know, it's uh, it, and, it, and a lot of the attention is always, you know, on the on the negative And we're always trying to bring out the positive, you know, so um, so I, I think it's an incredible sport. The horses love it. The people are so dedicated, so much work, so many good people, you know, so many good trainers and, and employees. And, and it's, 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 you know, there's a kinship between humans and horses that goes back to the beginning of time and nobody really realized what it is. Right. But uh, they're important to us and, and of course we're important to them and we have a responsibility to take care of them and make sure that uh, they have the best lives possible. But it's, uh, I don't know anybody that's ever gotten involved with the sport and, and it didn't enrich their life. No, you're right. Absolutely. I love it. Like, I still get goose pimples every time they cross the finish line. There's nothing like <laughs> a horse crossing exactly. the finish it's line first. Oh, it's nothing. Sport. I know. Yes. It really is. It really is. Dale, thank you um, so much for taking this time out to speak to us. I hope we get to see you uh, this weekend. We wish you all the very best um, in, in all of your races and, uh, of course, particularly in, in those two big ones, Met Mile and, uh, and of course, the Belmont Stakes this weekend. All the best to ever for a safe trip and um, we're hoping for no disqualifications and no riderless horses this weekend. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Dale. Take care. Bye-bye. Dale Romans, uh, Churchill's all-time uh, best uh, trainer and uh, and got some great horses in the races you know, this weekend. It's so. so nice to hear what he had to say because what he's saying is even though you know it's so exciting to see a horse run like um, like in the Kentucky Derby and then to, to be taken down and people get so offended by it because it's like why 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 and you can see a professional that says you know that's the rule yeah and it is the rule and even though we don't want to see it it's nice to hear that that it was something that was correctly done and that's just the way it we is. We got to be retrained. We had 145 yes. years of no disqualifications and all of a sudden <laughs> we get a disqualification and we're like, what's this? Yep. <laughs> got to wrap this segment up. Thank you to Palm Chevrolet, uh, a hometown Chevy dealer here in the horse capital of the world for bringing a great segment with a great trainer. Wish him all the best this weekend. Paulette Stout and Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. Whether in the arena or on the trails, Ovation helmets are designed to keep you cool and comfortable. Choose from styles like the Sync, the Deluxe, the Protégé, the Eclipse, the Quantum, and more. Styles with removable liners and reinforced ventilation panels for hot Florida summers. For the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today, check out Ovation helmets at EnglishRidingSupply.com. 
or get fitted for your perfect new helmet at Tax Shack of Ocala. It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tax Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tax Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping. Horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tax store. Tax Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. Earth Song Ranch is not just for horses. We're here for your kitty kids and puppy pals, too, and for their humans. We carry a line of dehydrated whole foods for dogs and cats and our own line of probiotics and digestive enzymes for them as well. We carry longevity minerals and supplements for humans. We walk our talk and we're all about a more natural approach to health for animals and humans. Visit us at earthsongranch.com or on Facebook. Come and like us.